This podcast is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. And our next guest is the CMO from Retail Me Not. Her name is Marissa Tarleton, and she's going to talk about the up-and-coming July 16th Prime Day. Wow. Hello, Marissa. Hello. Thank you for having me. So let me just ask, get a little bit more again, this Retail Me Not. I understand that you are, you're big. You have a lot of Twitter followers. And so what was the history? How did, how did you grow that big? You have like 200,000 Twitter followers or... Yeah, we um, we do. We have a very um, active and loyal audience. Um, so the company started in 2009. Wow. Um, we started through a series of investments, actually. Um, basically, our CEO, Cotter Cunningham, was out to save the world some money. Um, and he started with a website and um, made a series of investments that allowed us to diversify outside of traditional coupons into areas like cashback and discounted gift cards. Um, and invested in an app, which has become really successful for us because it allows us to capture mobile to in-store shoppers in a way that many cannot. So, and we, again, recognize that most shoppers are looking in all channels. They're not just looking online. So what we've done with our app and our location technology, we've geofenced basically every major shopping center in the U.S., and we can wow. help inform consumers, um, if they're using our app, where they should shop based on the brands, the retailers, the places they love to eat. We can tell them what deals we might have available mm. for them right nearby where they are. Wow, um, that's so, very cool. <laughs> that is very yeah, cool. It's super cool. And most of our consumers actually want that personal location-based recommendation from us because it adds value. It's mm. offers that help them save money every day. Um, so we started in traditional retail. We've moved into food and travel. Um, we, we've recently diversified into saving money on your prescriptions. Did you know that you could actually price compare and save money on your prescriptions? No, I did not know that. Oh. I have tons of prescriptions. That's wow. Man, it's an amazing thing. If you if you check out Retail Me Not's RX Saver product and just look up the prescription that you already have um, to fill and then go um, type in where you are, it will we'll give you some recommendations on the best place to buy. And it is amazingly surprising to see the price variation in your drugs. It's definitely worth looking at. So we've evolved a ton. And because of that, we've got a lot of loyal consumers. And um, we have over 23 million mobile unique visitors to our app and our website. So wow. people love to save money. And we just want to do it um, for basically everything you buy and need. That's our goal. Wow. So, you know, a lot a lot of that's, let's draw, I'm just, let's just kind of speak more abstractly now and just get some, because you seem to have a lot of data, a lot of experience. Yeah. I'm kind of curious. You're, one of the things you said is creating spikes is really good, which suggests this kind of high-low kind of pricing situation, right? A price promotion, a, a limited amount of time. You think that that's better for generating demand than kind of an everyday low price kind of strategy? I do. Well, it's because I, I come from a retailer. So I spent many years in retail running pricing and promotions and marketing. And most retailers can't afford always on and break through unless there's remarkable brand uniqueness and loyalty, in my opinion. Mm. Most brands need to drive spikes with some level of um, elasticity, and you can't afford to do that all the time. You don't have enough margin to spend. So I'm a firm believer in um, set a good baseline price and then find the right times to spike with short windows 
um, when you when you can capitalize on existing seasonal demand or something like Prime Day where there's al- already shoppers, but that allows you to get more for your promotional dollars. Um, there are some brands that don't need to do that, uh, but I think most brands really do need to be smart in their promotional strategy. So some of the academic research shows that there's a negative to this priming and to this spiking, you know, high low kind of pricing strategy. These sales strategies. One of the negatives is that people get you know addicted to the sales and they'll never buy it at regular price again. And the other one is that. Um, well, let's start with that one. What do you think about that answer? That if you do too much of sales, you get you're training people to only buy on sale. Mm. I think that's true if you're on sale two thirds of the month. Um, but if you're doing thoughtful spikes with a little bit less frequency, I don't think you you drive a habit. Um, there are brands, I'm sure we can think of a few, where you're basically on sale more than your full price, and that's um, that's a that's a difficult position to be in because it'll just degrade your brand, and no one will buy when you're at full price. What I'm recommending is more like a a, a solid um, everyday low price concept with spikes. In, potentially a quarter of the time that you're operating, obviously focusing more heavily during the seasons that make the most sense. And is, uh, what are the inventory implications of this kind of stuff? I think that really depends. But, I mean, if you've got a thoughtful planning process, you, you should know in advance if you're going to be spending in those periods of time, right? And or you, you focus your promotions on the dropship things that you know are easiest to, um, that don't have an impact to inventory. And so are, are, would you generally recommend all retailers consider doing something on Prime Day? Or are there certain ones that should do it and certain ones that not? I, I mean, it, I think there's always going to be exceptions and retailers that don't want to participate in heavy promotions. But it, what the data that we see at Retail Me Not is that more and more consumers are not interested in paying unless you've got an interesting incentive. So over 85% say they won't buy unless they feel like there's a, a good reason or incentive or promotion to buy. So from my perspective, promotions are becoming critical to driving sales, period, for retail in general. And um, Prime Day is a really good example of um, and a day where a lot of Americans plan to be out shopping online and why not take advantage of it. So I, I think there's always some exceptions, but... Um, when we speak to consumers, we, we are certainly recommending that their brands get out um, and participate in this, especially because not only is it an area where there will be a ton of browsers online, but it's also the official kickoff to back to school from the data that we're seeing. So People back buy back to school in us. July? Absolutely. So from the research we did, um, 91% of parents said that they're going to be doing back to school shopping on Prime Day. And so we're seeing it uh, back to school in general, we've known starts in July. The fact that they moved Prime Day from from last year, it was the 10th to this year being a week later. It's even more um, oriented around the back to school holiday. So we expect to see at least half of the offers from retailers to be back to school oriented. We know that there will be many that won't um, in home electronics. Um, fashion, jewelry, etc. But it, it's absolutely going to be a heavy back to school focus. And so like the biggest in the retail year, the holiday season is the biggest. And I believe back to school is second biggest. Is that right? That's right. It, I mean, it's it varies by category. Obviously, um, electronics, it's even bigger. Like at PCs is an example. It's almost bigger in back to school than it is in holiday now. So it varies a little by category, but it's absolutely the second season in general for retail. So it's a very important date. Will you see any... Um, 
any of this happening in the offline stores, or is it going to only be an online story? You know, that's a good question. We see it more in online, um, but I'll be curious this year, since it's, since it's growing more and more, if you see it um, offline at all, just to be competitive. I think retailers are getting very creative around finding any way to differentiate and compete with Amazon. I think what will be interesting to see is omni-channel offers. Mm. So, oh, that would um, be interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, will, will people have online deals, but you can also get it in store? It'll be really interesting to see if Amazon does anything with Whole Foods specifically in store, since they now have a, an in-store and retail presence this year with it that wasn't a big and, part and of the strategy. And that is what they started announcing. This That's part of the reason they went from 30 to 36 hours, to allow people more time to shop in Whole Foods, I think. Thing. That's right. That's right. They, they absolutely understand the benefit of having an in-store option um, and giving people more time um, and other ways to shop. So I, I expect we'll see more omni-channel offers um, and use cases for retailers this year. It'd be interesting to see if like this Prime Day really is, as you're saying, turns into the new holiday in July and people almost forget its origins. <laughs> because like from what I understand, like Black Friday is being celebrated around the world, even though they don't have Thanksgiving. So- <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's kind of a weird thing. Black mm-hmm. Friday's taken on its own mm. its own meaning. You know, it used to be the day after Thanksgiving, but it it now is the sale day. And that's well, quite as a, as a marketer, I love that we can just create holidays. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. And now it's Prime Day. It's not even necessarily Amazon Prime Day, right? And and pretty soon it might be Black Friday in July. So, you know, I just love the fact that it's mm-hmm. such a great example of you can create demand as long as you have... Um, good offers and some marketing around it. Very cool. Before you ask that question, you you now have, well, so 23 million and one users. Marissa, I just... I feel like I've done my job today. No, I'm serious. I just literally downloaded the app while while you and Barbara were having that conversation. I was just checking it out. It's very cool stuff here. Um, The cool, one cool thing I see in the app here as I look at it is kind of your point that you were talking about of deals that are like close to you from the geo... Me. Yeah, That's near right. me, geolocation perspective, which is very cool. The other thing I see on the app, which is interesting, it has a section called Trending Now. And so I guess these are things that are like really hot that are that people are responding to, almost like kind of going viral. Can you talk a little bit about how you set up the platform and, and the role that kind of, I guess, maybe artificial intelligence or algorithms or analytics plays in what gets presented and, and some of those underlying things that might be cool that's going on under the hood? Yeah, there's a remarkable amount of content in the app and on the site. So we've put a fair amount of rigor um, into data and personalization that helps that content be as relevant to you as possible. So um, there's algorithms that um, one um, might ask you a series of questions that are optional for you to answer where we actually get your preferences, we'll mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. Um, for, one, we'll, we'll ask a few questions about brands you care about, things you like to buy, categories, et cetera. Um, but then if you've opted into location, um, we'll actually target, in addition to um, your those preferences, we'll target based on your, where you're um, physically located. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll communicate to you not only through the, the content on the app, but through in-app push not- notifications, um, depending on where you are and when you, and if you're out and about shopping. Um, wow. So most of we, we we invest significantly in location and personalization, mm-hmm. um, but we're doing that based on your preferences um, and um, can be adjusted easily um, as well if your shopping behavior changes. Very um, cool so stuff. we're really proud of that. Very, oh, that's very cool. Really I love it.
love it. And yeah, I'm yeah. on it right now. I'm about to start <laughs> saving money as we speak in the studio. It's fantastic. Well, that's very exciting. And then we always need another holiday. Next we get off from work so <laughs> yes. we can shop. Yes. That's what I'm advocating for. That's right. That's <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, Marissa Charlton, thank you so much for being with us tonight. Thank you. I really appreciate you having me. And we hope you come back sometime. And if you want to learn more about Marissa, yeah, you, you gotta fo- go. You gotta jump online. I just gotta. I mean, I love it. I, I'm in the app right now. Retailmenot.com, right? Right. Yeah. Retailmenot.com, or you yeah. can follow them on Twitter at guess what? At Retailmenot. <laughs> For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.